Hey, what's going on, everybody? You listen to Seggy Station. Just a man that has a nickname, what was I to say with no shame? Friday, February 3rd, 2023. Hope all is well out there with everybody. Hope everyone's staying safe. You listen to Seggy Station Podcast. Nick Seglin here. Got my man Rich Hot Takes Letty hopefully stopping by here for about a half hour or so, catching up on the sports world, all things hoops, NBA, WNBA. Got some LeBron record-breaking talk to get into with Rich here on the podcast. few things before the All-Star break and the trade deadline in the NBA is just less than a week away. Looking to see if any teams are making some moves before a playoff push. Looking forward to catching up with my good friend Rich. Haven't seen him here on the podcast in a minute. Came through the podcast this past week. Left a few things out. Hoping to catch up on some of that today appreciate all the love and support for the podcast as always you can follow along or check out what we're talking about here on the podcast instagram at seggy station always got a live version of the podcast up on my twitch stream it's underscore seggy underscore g give a few shout out to the platforms give a shout out to rich hopefully once he makes it by hopefully any minute look forward to talking some sports and of course tom brady officially retired this week haven't heard him renege on that yet so I'm sure I'll hear something about that from my good friend, Rich. Hope all's well, everyone. Scary times, wild times. A lot going on in the sports world. A lot going on elsewhere. Looking forward to touching up on it today. Here on the Seggy Station. Enjoy it. Much, man. I feel like it's what, probably like two weeks since we did this last. Um, weird to have a weekend without football about to come up. NBA's been sick, though. Yeah, it's definitely sad that football's coming to an end for sure. I mean, not even that hyped up about the Super Bowl because I'm not rooting for the Eagles. And then got Pat Mahomes there. Like, cool, but like. I don't know if I want to see the Chiefs win another Super Bowl, so it's kind of like a lose-lose for me the way I see it. Um, but yeah, football already down, not happening. So, you know, it's cranking up that NBA time. You got trade deadline in a week. You got WNBA free agency, and then we're going to start up here. Some hoops soon for the women. So, yeah, hoops time. March Madness in a month, so hopefully you're watching your college hoops. <laughs> trying, trying, but not really at the same time. I wish, yeah, I, I do the same thing every year. March Madness comes around, and I'm like, "Yo, why didn't I watch more of this?" And then it's like the times I do watch, it's like because it doesn't. Not that I'm starting off talking shit on college basketball, but it just doesn't hit the same as March Madness. Like March Madness, it's not a knock on college basketball. March Madness is just, I don't know. It's like the single game and elimination. Anything becomes so much crazier and so much more interesting. I just have a tough time getting into it during the year, other than a few UConn games, but. It's always electric during, uh, especially those first few rounds. Yeah, it's been tough for UConn, who like started out. I think they were like fifteen, sixteen, and oh, and now they've, I don't know, lost six or seven in their last ten. Maybe it's just not great. Uh, thought it was gonna be, you know, that type of season where we can get on a run, but I don't think that's gonna be the case. There's too many good teams does, uh, that does are. Coastal have a decent team or no? Coastal basketball wise, no, dude. We're 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 definitely not making the tournament. And the only times we've made the tournament are 15, 16 seed bid, and it's like 
as much as I'm praying for that in the college football playoff, which we're going to get, you're, it's very unlikely to happen in, in college basketball. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, dude, I'm definitely – I'm trying to get tuned up on the college a little bit, but definitely more NBA than college for sure for me. You know that. Um, been watching a lot of NBA. Obviously, he was talking about the trade deadline a little bit and hoping to see some moves made by a few teams, but – just looking at how the season shaked out here before, you know, we got the all-star break and the all-star game, and I saw they've got all the all-star selections, so obviously there's some comments to be had in there. Saw James Harden pretty upset about it, um, leading the league in assists, which is, you know, it's as much as I hate James Harden and, like, you know how I feel about James Harden, it's like if you're leading the league in assists, like, you'd think you'd be making the all-star game. So, I don't know, it's... Seems to be like a little broken, the whole all-star game in sports for me. I mean, we just saw the Pro Bowl get rid of the actual game, which we've been begging for that as fans. It's like pretty much the dumbest thing the NFL can put on. You know, they're putting on all these, uh, you know, games between the Pro Bowl players, which I think is more interesting, minus the fact that they had it on literally, I think it was last night or two nights ago, like middle of NBA games. It's like, dude, I'm not trying to watch – NFL players play dodgeball when there's NBA games on like you could put it on at a better time that probably get more people viewing it um but that's really what it's been about dude like recently over the past I don't know a couple I guess month or so or two it's like there's so much to watch dude there's really so much to watch I was talking about this a solo I came in the other day like I was watching the uh you know championship games last weekend on Sunday and in the morning, they have the Aussie uh, men's final going on. And it's like, you know, I'm not going to sit here and talk all day about tennis. But what I do think is interesting about that, uh, Rich, is Novak Djokovic. He tied uh, Nadal in career major grand slams or whatever tennis terms here. Uh, my point is, like, growing up, dude, like, when I was little, like, all I remember is like Roger Federer and like Rafael Nadal and like these dudes are like the best, like the best of the best. Like no one's gonna touch them in tennis. And like then came along this guy and he's touching them record wise. And we're seeing that right now uh, in real time with LeBron James. So let's transfer into a little LeBron talk, kind of leading into all that, which is, I'm sure you've been seeing a lot of all this going on with LeBron James. Obviously, his chase for Kareem. Obviously. Uh, being covered by the NBA, and then obviously the Lakers season kind of playing out, Anthony Davis. And I just want to just put in one last point on Anthony Davis, where there was a stretch this year, dude. You go look up his numbers uh, in that one stretch. It like it is by far the best I think I've seen Anthony Davis play. I don't know if we're going to get that back from him this year, um, but if they are, I think the Lakers are definitely a play-in or making on, the playoff team. on here. I think it was that in the bubble, his best he's ever played in his career. Yeah, I, I mean, that was, about that here a few weeks ago. He was yeah, and he's, been, you know, he had 31 last night. They beat the Pacers by one. Uh, LeBron has 26. I think he's 86 away from the record. He'll get it within the next few games. You can bet on everything nowadays. Hopefully you hit it. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I think is super interesting about not only that whole conversation and kind of hearing LeBron's comments on it last night after the game where he brought up Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa in the home run record. And I did some research on that this morning. They're not even close to Hank Aaron in the home run record. But like the, if you listen to his comments, he's like, yeah, like, and I, it made me think, bro. Like when I was little watching tennis, bro, it was like literally the same two dudes. And it's like almost the same thing when you go look around at, you know, obviously LeBron and you go look at, 
Tom Brady, he just retired the other day, right? Like his his run and his era. And like you go look at some of these guys, and I'm like, man, this is this is actually like coming to an end really soon. Like obviously Tom Brady, we might not see him play again. And LeBron James, I'm not sure so much sure how long he's gonna play. Um, but all I hear is these these constant debates about between him and Michael and him and Kareem and him and where he ranks and him and this and that and him. And you know, and you know what I think it is, Rich? And I'll and I'll let you just go go in wherever you want after this. I'm sure you saw this the other night, and I didn't mention this in my solo. I was upset about it, so I need to throw this in. I'm the biggest LeBron James fan. Uh you know, I love LeBron James. I think LeBron James is, if not the best basketball player I've ever seen play, one of the best basketball players I've ever seen play, um, and anybody for that matter. But I think a reason why a lot of the people that aren't LeBron uh, on the side of LeBron is the GOAT or LeBron is the best or they tend to knock LeBron is because what happened in that Celtics game, I think it was Saturday. I mean, Rich, like, right I'm watching that. I was literally watching that, and I'm lit- I was almost about to text you because I'm like, bro, I'm like, this right here is why it is so hard to like defend LeBron James up against these other people because like they'll be like, and I'm just like, dude, I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to say because like, to be honest, man, if you're LeBron James, you shouldn't be acting like that. You should just not be acting like that. I get they missed the call. I get that like you're trying to to win the game and they miss a call but like you don't need to you don't need to act like that pat beverly acting like that dude dude should be suspended for fucking two weeks like dude just like the the refs already have a hard enough job and then you're gonna go and like show off and showboat the refs it's like give me a fucking break dude like we we talk about this in sports we talk about this in sports all the time though and you know i know i know that the whole thing comes into like well, and this is how I was telling somebody, you know, when it came up, which was, yeah, in today's NBA, that's a foul. But, like, to be honest, dude, like, I- I'm I'm not, like, stunned they don't call that in the last second play of the game. And then for LeBron to a- react like that, it's like, bro, you still got overtime. Why don't you try and win the game? Like, I don't know, man. It's just too much of, like, a show and entertainment now, both from him, both from the league both from everything I'm seeing in sports. And it's just kind of stupid, bro. Just play the fucking game. That's, I think I'm so surprised you're saying that. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not like, yes, that was like the right, like, no, you can't judge people like in the heat of the moment. Like, yeah, what was it? Semi over the top and ridiculous. Sure. But like when I was watching that, I wasn't thinking like, I think it was almost less about that call. Like, it was that call that made him do that, but it's like, what's it, the straw that broke the camel's back, the expression? It's like, his frustration wasn't that call. I think it's more like, we're the 13 seed right now. Like, granted, we're, like, one game out of the play-in, and we're, I think they're, like, five games out of, like, third place. So, like, everything's really close. Yeah. Like, they're the 13 seed right now. Who should be their best player this year, Anthony Davis, who should be been their best player the last three years, hasn't been consistently healthy and LeBron James still doing that. Yeah. They have a team that makes no sense about around LeBron. Even their guys that do do okay around him, like Lonnie Walker, Austin Reeves, like they're missing their guys. So it's literally like, I think this almost just point of like utter frustration where it's like, yo, I have us here against what is probably the best team in the league and the championship favorites. And like, I have us in these games, like giving everything I have more than I should be giving. And you guys are still going to fuck me like this. I think that's more like, 
obviously not what he's saying, but I think that's the reaction right there of like, it's not just like, oh my God, you missed the call. Cause if that was the reaction, we would have seen that through every missed call in his, no, hold on, hold on. We would have seen that through every missed call in his career. If it was just, you missed the call. It's not that. I think it's like the reason we've never seen that reject reaction. People are making fun of him. Like, oh, like it's worse than the JR reaction, which like, don't get me wrong. If when JR had done that shit, if he reacted like that, everyone would have been like, that's fair. That's JR just fucked that up so bad. Like back in 2016. But like, I think the reason it was worse is just this like utter frustration. Like, yo, I have done everything to get us here. And I'm not even like, I don't think he'd react that way because of the JR thing. Cause it's like, it's one thing if your teammate, like a real person thing loses it. I feel like he feels like he's literally getting robbed of some of these games. And it's like, I, I don't know. It made sense to me. Like not made sense. Like, yeah, that was the right thing to do, but made sense. And like, I get how you're that frustrated. And the last thing I'll say is I thought that I'm not a huge Patrick Beverly fan. I think that might be the funniest tech I've ever seen given out in the history of the NBA. And I fully respect it. Do you know how easy it would have been for one of the coaches and like someone to stop him? I feel like no one fucking stopped him. Like everyone saw what he was doing. Like you don't just go grab a camera. They had to have known like, Oh my God, what is this dude doing? And I think people were just like, yeah, fuck it. Like it wasn't a hard hit, but like, you know, I okay. Know yeah. Basketball. Yeah. A few but thoughts. Last thing, last thing, yeah, five seconds. Like, when you go up like that on like a lay it in like floater and someone's hitting your wrist right here, like, it's not really about how hard they hit you. It's like, that was the only thing controlling where the ball was going. Like it, it doesn't look like a bad foul, but like it is a foul. So like, yeah, no, I hear you. I, it's I get not, I, get I yeah, no, I hear you. It's a foul, but it's like, my point is they didn't call it. And it's like, if you reacting the way you did, they're not going to change the call. Like it, they didn't call it. I know. I think and it's so it's like, it just looks, just... it just looks bad. And, and you know, I watch it. I watch a lot of LeBron, dude. I really do. I watch so much LeBron. I'm up late. I watch a lot of NBA. I watch Lakers. I watch League Pass. I watch it. Bro, I know that there's other players in the league that complain about calls and that complain about calls they don't get. But LeBron complains a lot, dude. He whines a lot, dude. Like, times where he could just turn around, get back. He is, like, it it is almost, like, it's tough to defend, dude, because... I feel the way I feel about him. And then that's what he does. And it's like, dude, what are you complaining about? Like, okay, maybe it was a foul. Just get back, bro. We're playing a basketball game. It's basketball. You know how many times I thought I was fouled playing basketball and like, didn't get a call. Like, what am I going to do? Freak out. I mean, I I get it. It's the NBA, but like, I agree with you. I agree with every part of that. I just am mainly saying I understand how in that moment that can be like, he's never reacted like that ever in his career. So like, I think it's kind of ridiculous for like people and like us to be like, Oh, like, what are you doing? What a bad look. Like he's clearly not in that moment. Like, Oh, how do I put off a good, he's just frustrated. It's just raw emotion. Yeah. Like he's never done that. I understand that. Yo, I'm literally just trying to be in the playoffs and you guys are robbing us on the games here. Like, look, every player could feel that way. I think it's just mainly like dudes like what? 37, 38, like exerting a bunch of effort just to win a couple regular season games. Like, I think it's just pure frustration. Was it a bad look? Yup. Does he whine more than like maybe anyone besides Luca? Yeah, I would say Luca and LeBron are maybe the top two whiners in the league. Yeah. Like, so I, I guess I think that was like, I don't know. I just thought that was like understandable at least. Yeah. I mean, I hear you completely, and I understand like the raw emotion of whatever sports, competitive, you know, being in situations and not being able to, you know, I get that. I totally understand that. I guess my I guess my whole point on all of the conversation having this is he's about to go break Kareem's title, right? 
record score record title. I yep. mean, it's going to be any day now, and he's going to blow it out the water, and I don't see anybody touching it. Um, regardless of how many points he ends up scoring, I don't see I don't see anybody touching this dude's record in scoring. Um, like because not only they bring in the longevity factor and I get the three pointer and all that. And like, yeah, I get it. The scoring is up in the league, but like to be able to play as long as he's played at that type of level, like it's, it's something we haven't, we haven't seen. We haven't seen that like that. I mean, even a guy like Michael Jordan didn't play it that long and Kareem who played 20 years, um, Kareem, Kareem's the only other one we've seen. Yeah, like, we, he did, and he, and he played 10 but, years without a three-point line. So, yeah. you know, it's interesting yeah. when you get all these conversations going between, you know, these guys and LeBron and Mike and, and all the guys that are up there, upper echelon. Um, mm-hmm. I do personally believe, I, and, I, and I genuinely feel this about the conversation we just ended having, like if LeBron didn't whine as much, I feel like it's a shoo-in knock in the park like he's the GOAT. Like, and I'm not even, I'm not even trying to be like, oh, this is why he's not. I just think a lot of the people that are like weird about, oh, Michael Jordan's the GOAT or, oh, like anti-LeBron are literally anti-LeBron because of that. I really do. Because you can't knock this man's game. You cannot knock this man's on and off the uh, court uh, personality, character, all that. I mean, this dude, this dude during a social media era, like this dude's off the charts, not only accolade why, I mean, he's got everything. So, like, what what is the reason you're trying to tell me that he's not the greatest basketball player we've ever seen? Like, I'm just trying to figure it out. I really just don't. I'm, I'm not that I want to do the Jordan LeBron, but I'm glad you said this. So, here's my 30-second thing because I thought it was interesting when I saw it yesterday. Um, we are not getting into Tom Brady right now, but this is the example. Um, I saw a clip posted on, like, Instagram or Twitter yesterday from First Take, and it was Mike Francesca, who's, like, New York radio personality yep. on there. Um, he's been a, you know, big, big New York sports guy. Yep. And they asked him, like, I don't know if the question, like, is Brady the GOAT? But, like, that was basically the question. Like, is Brady the GOAT? And he basically started off. His answer in the end was, like, yes, but only because of longevity. And his actual answer was, like, is Brady the greatest regular season quarterback I've ever seen? No, it's Peyton Manning. Is Brady um, the greatest Super Bowl quarterback I've ever seen. No, it's Joe Montana by a landslide over him. He's like, so if like, yeah, you're going to make me answer. Is he the goat? Like, sure. He's the goat based on longevity. It's not, you know, more Super Bowls than Montana, better yeah. career than Peyton, like fine. But his answer was like, basically it's only on longevity. Too. Yeah. Like it's just like, he had a great career, lots of winning. I agree. Of Super Bowls, hard to argue otherwise. Yep. Perfect scenario. Yeah. So like, I was like, you know what? Like fair answer, like yep. pretty, pretty well put, whatever. And I went into, um, I was just looking at some of the comments and there's this Twitter account called Funhouse, And it basically sh- for years just shits on Francesca and like a few other people. Colin. Like yeah. Like Colin. Yeah. 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 Colin. Um, yeah. And, and it's funny stuff. And I've seen them for years shit on Francesca. And like the top comment under the post is basically here's Mike Francesca saying the same thing 10 years ago. And he's like, over that period of time, Brady won four more Super Bowls, did X, X and X. And like the Funhouse point was like, He's like, I'm not saying Brady's the GOAT. I'm just saying this guy was never changing his mind on this stance, no matter what Brady did. Like, Brady could have played 10 more years from now, won five more Super Bowls, and he would have said that same line, which I also agree with. Like, I think it's a semi-fair point. So my the whole reason I yeah. say that is to say this. Not 30 seconds, but yeah. Are, yeah, I know. The reason the GOAT debates are stupid to me is it's like, you're just going to get more entrenched in your view, no matter what your view was 
whoever you are, no matter what happens. Like yeah. LeBron could win the next four, win the all, get the all-time assist record, and people would still hold on to like six and all in the finals for Jordan. Yeah, did this, this, and this. Never lost. Like so, the, I don't know. That's why it's stupid to me. It's like you can literally make a case that sounds reasonable and be ignoring years of what happened to someone else just of stuff to support your case. So it's like. I don't know. That's why I think the whole thing's stupid. That went longer than I wanted, but I thought it was interesting. No, it makes a lot of sense. And honestly, as much as it kind of sounds crazy and funny, like I listen, I, I was telling you this last time you were on the pod, though. I've, I've literally, I just can't listen to music anymore. Like I listen to it, but like I listen to sport. I literally just listen to the radio. And the funniest shit about listening to the radio, dude, is it just, they just talk, they're just blabbering on about just all kinds of random shit, bro. And then, Connecticut, you're getting, I'm getting the fan, like I'm getting New York radio, it's Jets, Giants, and I was telling you this, it's all, like they're just filling the gap, just talking all kinds of random, all randomness of just this and that and the other, and it's all views and opinions and predictions like we're doing on here, it's like, no shit dude, like everyone's gonna kinda go to like what you're saying, what what you're entrenched to believe in the think and feel and about these these players, so... Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I just think it's more it's it's interesting with these guys. Like Tom Brady, so Tom Brady, you know, I know you don't want to get into him, but like Tom Brady for me, it's kind of hard to argue against Tom Brady. Like it, like the the point that Francesca makes and like I guess a lot of my points about it, like you know, team aspect and longevity and all that. Yeah, absolutely. Um but it's kind of hard to argue anyone against Tom Brady. I I, I think in tennis, you can say those three guys, right? Or, you know, whatever it is, you can argue all three. In basketball, there's a list of guys. There's a litany of guys that people are saying is the best of all time. Like, I don't know. When you go look up the football, dude, like, you go look at football, dude, Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice is like the best wide receiver of all time. You go look at, like, at running backs, dude. Like, to me, it's Ladanian Thomason. Ladanian Thomason, best running back we've we've ever seen. Marshawn Lynch up there, like, couple, like the, the, the lists are very short as, as, Great as this sport is and ratings and all that, and people are all for it. Like these all-time greats in some of these sports are few and far between. Um, it's hard. It's so hard to have the longevity and the talent at the same time, which is almost what makes like Brady an unfair one because it's like he was just with the right team that like never had to like really tear down and rebuild like never had to go to another team like till the end of his career so like it's tough for anyone to have that like stability longevity and if you want to say people are more talented than brady fine but like people still aren't that talented in most scenarios for their whole career and also have those other things so it's like i think brady's just going to be a tough one where it's like it's almost why the goat debate's silly like everyone can have their own goat like i'm like you could sit there and make an argument of why like Patrick Mahomes is a better raw quarterback than Brady. And it's like, well, the other person's going to come back and say like, okay, like he's won one Super Bowl kind of thing. So it's like, you can have your own goats kind of thing. I think Brady will be maybe even forever, like an almost impossible person to argue. If you're just talking like, who's the unanimous NFL quarterback goat, like Mahomes or someone to come is going to need to have some like yeah, but dude, twenty years ahead. This like, is where just... you're. This is where you're not understanding me. You got to go listen to my solo because to me, if that if agree. Tom Brady's so untouchable, like wasn't wasn't Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal untouchable? Wasn't Hake Aaron's home run record untouchable? Uh, obviously, Barry Bonds broke it under some controversy. Wasn't Kareem Abdul-Jabbar 
other than Wilt, 55 year career, 55 years in the NBA, untouchable record that's going to be broken. But it's the it's the it's the that's the thing that makes it different for Tom Brady though. It's the winning the Super Bowls. How many does he have? Seven. You don't win that many Super yeah. Bowls. Most quarterbacks don't do that. That's the part that makes it really tough. Yeah, it's more Super like, Bowls than any other fran- NFL franchise. Yeah, it, no, I get that. What but saying. what I'm trying to say is, even if it's not Pat Mahomes, because that's what everyone wants to everyone wants to proclaim him the next guy to win three, four, whatever Super Bowls. I was listening. I was listening to Nick. Like, we talk about Aaron Rodgers as an all-time great quarterback. Dude has one Super Bowl. I mean, we're talking about Aaron Rodgers. Like, if he goes to the Jets, they're an instant Super Bowl contender. Dude literally is 7-10 and 10 in the playoffs in his last football. Like, no. Like, what I'm trying to say is if, if the next person now wins, say, four Super Bowl, if they don't have to get to seven because we get that's untouchable. But if they did, are they not better? Are they just instantly better than Brady? Like I don't, Kareem, he gets no, over LeBron. That's, that's, is he instantly the, the greatest? Like I just, that's I don't know. It's just all silly. weird. There's no, there's no math equation to it. That's why the whole thing's silly. Everyone tries to make it like, oh, because this, this, and this happened. Well, on the other side, you can argue this. Yeah, this. it's, it's like, just all fucking. That's why the whole thing's silly? Brady will be, if you were just taking a poll, like I'd imagine, like thirty years from now, like it, it would be really hard for someone to be past Brady in the goat debate because that would mean they just won more Super Bowl, like. They just had like the most incredible career, not stats wise, because we've seen people have great stats wise careers and then be like, I don't think that's going to be done. And then Steph Curry comes around and shatters the three point record by a billion. LeBron yeah. comes, shatters the point record. Like we've seen that stuff happen. It's the Super Bowls and like the Bill Russell, Tom Brady stuff is the stuff that's tough to be because it's like, well, even if we have guys come around like LeBron who can extend their career longer than other people, you still at most have what like. 22 years if you're having the longest career ever winning seven super bowls in a 22 career means you're winning one of every three that's like how can someone do that kind of thing so that's like that to me where it's a little different hard to see someone doing that where it's like we could always see the game get faster people put up more stats but there's only one super bowl there's only one nba championship each year like it's really hard to break some of those all time right yeah absolutely uh it's really hard to win any any ring and, and you know you got like you only it's the Steelers and the Patriots with six uh, Super Bowls, and then you got Tom Brady with seven. It's like literally, uh, you got the Dallas Cowboys who won, I think, what was it, three in f- five years or something crazy, and then haven't won in thirty years. Um, you know, it's hard. Uh, so I completely agree with you in that sense. I just think it's, I think it's interesting when you go and break down. You know, can can any of these other people to come, you know, get into these conversations. You know, I th- I think it'd be crazy to be like, well, once LeBron goes, like we're never going to see someone getting close to like the points record or we're going to never see someone like that playing again. Like I I just you know, it's you're the next guy is going to come along in every sport in my opinion. It, they might not live up to that first get the guy they're trying to chase, but um they'll keep churning them out. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't have too much more on that one, but I do since I only have much today. I got 15 minutes or so here. I figured we should touch on either whichever one you want, either some of the all stars or some of the trade deadline stuff. Uh, yeah, good, good point. Um, can do a little of both, I guess, and just make it quick. I did want to ask you about Rui Hachimura because I thought that was a good move for the Lakers, honestly. And I thought it was fine. Um. 
you know, if they can make another move or two and like, you know, if Anthony Davis is on the court, you know, it's, it's like you, all you can do, um, is try and, you know, make a move to improve your roster. Uh, you know, it's like, there's so many teams that are so close. It's like, isn't everybody trying to do the same thing? So like, how many moves are you going to be able to, to finesse? Um, if you're the Lakers or any team for that matter, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd be, it'll yeah. be interesting to see. I don't I, like last year. I think we had like a crazy amount of moves. Like, I don't know if, I don't know if we see that as much. Like I've heard some guys that are being talked about yes. as like guys that are getting targeted, but it's like, people are asking way too much. Like, cause everyone's trying to get the same thing. Yeah. Well, the, the Rudy Gobert trade and the, um, that, what DeJounte Murray trades kind of messed things up. The Gobert was worse, but like six picks, three picks, like that's not a, that can't. That's not realistic. Like the Gobert trade is going to be one of the biggest overpays ever. Like yeah. I've seen it talked about plenty. Like they traded Walker Kessler, Beasley, Vanderbilt, all these picks. Like right now, they would you wouldn't trade Walker Kessler for Rudy Gobert given their contracts and ages and stuff like that. So like that's just going to go down as an all time bad trade. And I think it messed up some of the market because now like you have people being like, well, OG Ananobi is way more valuable than Rudy Gobert is at the moment. Rudy Gobert went for six picks. There's no reason OG Ananobi should go for less than three. He's a wing defender that can shoot, and he's young on this contract. It's like, well, yeah, like OG Ananobi. I think OG Ananobi is great. I think someone like the Grizzlies has been talked about a lot with him. I think that would be amazing, and maybe for me would put the Grizzlies from, like, they could win to, like, they might be the favorite. Like, I don't think there's a clear favorite right now. So I think, like, if you were, like, a – you know, if you're a Celtics, Nuggets, Grizzlies, Bucks, and you're a team that brings on a good player, like in my eyes, you might be pushing yourself into the favorite conversation because yep. all of them are kind of in that same ballpark right there. Yeah, so, but I OG think Ananobi's a big one. Yeah, yeah, I hear you on that. I think I think it's obviously for those trying to get over the top and become like the favorite, but like there's a lot of teams kind of biding for like playing like seeding mm-hmm. purposes. So it's like teams trying to kind of make a thirty game push, you know bring in a guy to improve the roster type deal. I think a lot of teams are trying to do the same thing, i.e. the Knicks. Uh, you know, we, just real if quick. If we trade for Zach Levine, I will lose my shit if the Knicks trade for Zach Levine. <laughs> That'll be such such a bad decision. Um, I like Zach Levine, but that's just bad. That's going to be a bad decision. A couple, couple thoughts to get in on the Knicks, and this kind of leaks into uh, all-star, you know, yeah. selections. Um. So is Jalen Brunson not the best acquisition the Knicks have made in the like since we were born, like thirty years? Like a lot of people are saying, Melo, right? And Amari Stoudemire would be the other. Like y- y'all didn't do nothing. I mean, and I've been telling you that on that. Oh, oh hold on, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Melo, it's it's Jalen Brunson because all we did was sign him. Melo, they could have got him if they waited six months to sign him in free agency because he wanted to come there. And they gave up a shitload of picks and players for him. So by that standpoint, I would say Jalen Brunson is a better like return on investment acquisition. Yeah, we cannot start going and being like in six months of him playing. Like, well, he's done more for the Knicks. Like, no, the Knicks went to the playoffs the first four years. Mello was there. Mello won a scoring championship. It's the only time the Knicks have been out of the first round in the last twenty five years. Like, let's. It's not like he's a better player or has done anything close to more for the Knicks, but like ROI, like. Nick's front office wise, let's make this decision. Jalen Brunson signings that probably the best decision they've made in a very long yes, since I don't know when. So yeah, okay. So um I just want to make sure I have this right. Cause I think 
so you said Melo, they made to the playoffs four years in a row, but did they have they only have one playoff series win under Melo? Is that is that what I'm hearing? Uh, and yeah, 12 13, they beat the Celtics in the first round. Then that was the series they lost to the Pacers in the second round. And that's it. And other than that, they ran into the Heat twice and the Pacers another round in the first round. It's like lost to good teams. They didn't like blow it in the first round, yeah. but ran into better teams. So what I think is interesting is I think I think the Knicks should trade RJ Barrett or and, and try and try and like go with Jalen Brunson and keep Julius Randle because he's to me better than than RJ Barrett uh, roster wise and going forward wise um, to yep. try and you know make a whatever make the play and make a push win a playoff series um, and kind of build from there. You try that's the only way you can kind of get going anywhere. Um, we saw them kind of out of nowhere win you know that playoff series make a run. What was it two two seasons ago now I think, um, but I'm looking I'm looking at like f- I I thought Jalen Brunson would have made the All Star team. Julius Randle made the All Star team. That's what you're telling me. I mean Julius Jalen Brunson's been great. Julius Randle's been better this year. He has Jalen Jalen Brunson's been like the fourth quarter guy and has like closed a lot of games for us. But like. I, here's my whole thing with the all-star game every year. It's so easy. Like to me, I was like, De'Aaron Fox didn't make it. Like I kind of think he should have made it over Paul George. Like, you know, I was a little surprised Harden didn't make it, but then I started looking at the guys and it's like, who are we taking off? Like who I love Jalen Brunson. If we're looking at the guards that made it, I guess I'm looking at them. I guess you could make the art holiday has been better. I think than him. Bucks are a better team. Holiday's second best player on the team, one of the best defenders in the league. I disagree, and I love Drew Holiday, two way guard. Like Drew Holiday this year compared to Jalen Brunson, give me Jalen Brunson, give me Jalen Brunson. Okay, and and all I'm trying to say is when I when I look into this, it's more like I get it with some of the guys that are like always going to be there. Like you were talking about on the last pod, like I ain't going to vote for LeBron and Giannis because like they're going to make the team. Like I'm going to vote for guys that I think are deserving of making. Like whatever, like. To me, bro, you got they got to fix this, dude. Like Paul George and I love Paul George. Did not play enough games yeah. to make an All-Star team. Anthony Davis, like being talked about as making All-Star teams. What? Dude's missed like 25 yeah, he, games. He didn't. he didn't make it. Yeah. He's in the conversation to make it though. My point is they got to put so some I thresholds on this cuz then De'Aaron Fox is in. Then Shy Giltress Alexander, in my opinion, are in cuz Donovan Mitchell's no, missed he some games. He made it. He made he made SGA made the All-Star game. Yeah. But yeah, he made it as a reserve, um, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, it was going to be tough for him to get over Steph. Yeah, him. I know. I mean, like, I wouldn't, I actually was voting for him over Steph. He played more games. They both had great years. Like, that was never going to happen, like, fan voting and everything wise, but he made it in. The only, there are two people that I question them making it, and both come in the West. I really don't have an issue with the East team. Like, Tyrese Halliburton missed some games. He's been incredible. He has yeah, a dude. He's like a 5 6 seed. I thought he deserved to be there, to be honest. I'm a Knicks fan. I like Jalen Brunson. Uh, like Jalen Brunson over Tyrese Halliburton. I love Tyrese Halliburton, but like, not come on, dude. Like that. Me, but I love Jalen Brunson. I really do. Like, and, and this is the fun part about it. Like, I think this is like the cool part of the All Stars. Like, the league is so good now to like, I don't think either of us are wrong. Both of these guys have been incredible. Like, I. The two I had issues with, Paul George we touched on. Like, in my opinion, I'm pretty sure Paul George counted as a guard. If he counted as a forward, maybe it's different. But if he counted as a guard, that should have been De'Aaron Fox's spot to me. Like, I think that was De'Aaron Fox that yeah. deserved to be there. Like, that's one of the ones I feel strongly about. And Jaron Jackson was kind of a head-scratcher for me. Like, 
he wasn't i saw the voting results he wasn't at the top of any like the fan media player results i don't really know how he got in he missed the first like 20 games of the season yeah i like jaron jackson i just thought that was a an interesting one can we agree can we agree that this process would go much better if they you got to play before the all-star break you got to play 75 85 percent of the games to be eligible to make an all-star team and post all-star break you got to play 90 percent of the games to be eligible for season awards or something dude they they need to do something to like actually make uh new like this actually because it's just stupid to me it's it don't you know, it gets rid of all yeah, this yeah. extra bullshit conversations you're having if they just had those numbers on it because you would have the guys in that have been playing and been playing well. That's, that's why I think the East is fair, though. Like, Tyrese Halliburton was the only guy that missed time, and I really just thought he was so incredible when he was – and the team fell apart when he left. Like, I thought he just trying to deserve to be there with how good he's been. He was carrying that team. I get the argument for Brunson or other guys, but, like, the West is the one that got a little weird with Paul George, Jaron Jackson, Zion making it. I literally thought until right now – when I saw the reserves last night, I was like, wow, Zion didn't make it. I didn't forgot that he was named a starter or I didn't realize That's that, actually guess, crazy so. to me, though. That's crazy to me. Yeah. Like, he's not playing enough I, to be that. That is, that is, that is kind of crazy. Like, That's crazy. Like, I, That's I literally fucking Sabonis crazy. Or, Sabonis or Laurie Marketing probably should have been starting over. Him, yeah, but, that's um, crazy to me. Like, I, I don't care what your potential is, like, or what you could be if you were on the court. Like, that's just dumb. That is yeah, freaking stupid. I mean, stupid. he was incredible. Like, I think <laughs> Absolutely. Like, Get on the fucking court, though, dude. The Pelicans are on, like, a 12-game losing streak right now. That's just fucking dumb so that to me. being said, I think – I don't – I can't think of who the forwards are that didn't get in, but, like, I don't think – I saw a report today saying Zion is going to be reevaluated this week. That's, like, not what you want to hear. Usually it's – by this point, it's, like, Zion will expected to resume on-court activities and X. Reevaluate is not what you want to hear after someone's been out for a month. I don't think Zion's going to play in the All Star game, so some other forward will get in. I'm like, why? Obviously, I haven't played enough. I'm trying to think of what other forwards are in the West that didn't make it in. I'm sure I'm missing someone obvious, but uh, someone else is going to make it in. But we'll see. Yeah, I know I you got to go. I know you got to go. I so I just want to ask you something real quick because it's. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think it's heating up pretty good, but it is it is unbelievable to see how Jokic is playing right now, and coming off back to back MVPs. Messed him up. Um, but I look at I look at this MVP race this year, dude, and there's more there's way there's more guys in it. There's more guys in it. I don't even have an opinion. I don't even know who to say it is. I know you don't, but I'm I'm just I think there's more guys in it. Like it's interesting. When I'm looking when I'm looking at these other years where like we were debating it and talking about it, it to me it was like a two three race. Like you're looking at it now, bro. You're talking five six deep. No, easily easily five six deep. Jason Tatum, Giannis, Jokic, Embiid, uh. I think Jaws still in there, even though they're slipping a bit. Luca's in there, even though they're low in the yeah. standings. I mean, you're talking five, six deep of actually can still win the award. And I, as much as Jokic is playing incredible, that don't bode well for him. Um, you know, looking yeah. around at the rest of the things that are kind of meticulating between those players, dude. I there's no way Jokic is going to win it, and I can he can average a triple double the rest of the year. He can average a triple double the rest of the year. Like it, it's gonna, it's gonna come down yeah, to, it's gonna come down to these other guys. It really is. If these other guys are oh, doing what they're doing, there, there's no way Jokic wins three in a row. Years, I'm telling you. 
How many years? Okay. And I'm it's just bullshit. Right and it's now, just bullshit because he should have won it this year. And if he's playing like this on the way out and they're a one seed, they should. He should win it. That's how the I okay. I'm trying to think of how how I wanted to say this here. I don't one past years don't really matter or go into it. But yep. two, we've done this. We've done this a bunch. Like everyone, what everyone's going to take to heart is what happens in the final twenty five percent of the season, and they're literally going to forget about what happened so far. The numbers, the averages will matter, but like. It literally takes a game like, and props to Embiid. It takes a game like Embiid had against Jokic the other, uh, the other last Saturday, for the voters to remember at the end. That's a game the voters will remember. That might literally hurt Jokic's case. Like Embiid dropped what, like fifty and eighteen and a double the comeback win on the night. It was incredible. <laughs> he looked. I was watching. He looked like if you had someone for the first time ever watching basketball and you said who's the best player on the court, like. No one in their right mind would have said Jokic if they watched that whole game. Every single person would have been like, yeah. that dude right there is the best player on the court. Yeah. Joel Embiid. So, like, that's a game that the voters remember. Like, head-to-head, same position, Embiid beat him. So, like, sure, that could hurt him. But, like, I don't I, – if I had to pick, I wouldn't pick Jokic winning right now. Like, if I had to say who I think wins, not even who I think's ahead right now, just who I wins the who wins the award, like – I'd probably lean towards Embiid, but like I think it's to me, it's right Embiid. To me, is Embiid. yeah. To me, right now, right like now. we were voting right it's now, it's Embiid, Embiid or Tatum. It's Embiid and Tatum. It's one of those two. If we were voting right I mean, now, like Embiid, Embiid, Tatum, Giannis, and Jokic are in the top tier of who can get it right now. They are like the top four of like. I don't have the Vegas odds in front of me. I guarantee they're the top four. Yeah. I think it would be one of the four of them winning it. I think you take the next step down, you're at Ja, you're at I'm trying to think of who else is even Luca. Really Luca. Like ja, oh, ja, Luca. Ja, ja, Luca would probably be in that second tier. Like, yeah. If, honestly, if the Lakers went on a six-game win streak, LeBron could be right there if they were higher up in the standings. Like, I'll go ahead and put LeBron in that second group with what he's been doing. Probably a little behind Ja and Luca, But, like, out of those, after those guys, I don't see anyone who could win it. Really, after John Luca, I think it's those six, and I think they're a little below the top four. But those top four, I think, are all even right now. Like, yeah. If Jokic went out and averaged a triple double, and the Nuggets secured the one seed, and they were on a win streak to end the season, like I promise you, that's just going to matter more than shit that's happened already. Even if we look at it now and say like, well, Celtics in first, this, well, he just messed up Jokic, like Sixers on a run. I agree with all of it. I'm just saying like. I don't think this what's happening right now is going to matter when the votes come in because everyone lives so much more in the moment. The season stats will matter, but it'll be really like who's the hottest, whose team's the hottest, who beat the other guys recently. That's just how it goes. Yeah, it that's that's the goes. shit that irks me about the ward though because we're playing all these games all season long and then it's like it only matters twenty five percent that last twenty five. Well, like it's no, like what the, the fuck, dude? The averages matter, but like I'm saying, it just people take into greater account like what it, what have you done for me lately kind of thing while they're voting. And that's why I pick Embiid. I think Embiid really wants the award. I think the Sixers are in a spot where they could be a two seed or be like a six. I mean, not six, but like they yeah. could have home court advantage or they could fall down to like a five seed easily right now, which you don't want to do. You want your more games in Philly. So like, I think they're going to be going all out for it. Um, as the Nuggets probably will be too. I just think Embiid wants the award. Yeah. It's, it's I forgot close. to I forgot to ask you about Arian Foster uh, talking about how the NFL scripted a fix, hilarious. but we'll we'll keep that, that for hilarious. another next pod or something. Uh, 
All right, dude, I know you got to go. That was, uh, good uh, good stuff today. Pat Beverly, funniest tech of all time. I'd have to agree with that, though. That was that was great. Dude, that was Fucking... incredible. I love that. My, uh, my one trade <laughs> I think should happen before we get off of here, and I don't think it will. I think the stupidest team thing teams do. Another example is like uh, Wiseman. This isn't what I'm going to say. Like, fire the Warriors. Fucking trade the guy. You have a team that could win a championship right now. If anyone, he's not going to play a minute for you in the playoffs. If anyone values that dude, get a player that can be on the court for you in the playoffs. Like have someone else figure that project out. And on that theme, that wasn't my guy, but I think that's kind of the same one. If I'm the Nets, see you later, Ben Simmons. Like it's, I don't know who the team is. Like maybe, maybe if you're the Spurs, like no, I'm not. I'm really not joking. Like I would give him to. The Spurs, or like say the Bulls blow it up or something like that, because it sounds like they might. Any team that's blowing it up is probably a team that would be willing to maybe take Ben Simmons on. And I don't need the same value back. Like if you're the Spurs, like just give me a few guys who could fucking play. Give me a Doug McDermott. Give me a Josh Richardson. Like, no, I'm I'm not even kidding though, because like Nick Claxton's been so good. You can't play Nick Claxton and Ben Simmons on the court together in the playoffs. Neither one can shoot free throws. Ben Simmons isn't even facilitating when you have KD and Kyrie because you have KD and Kyrie. You don't need Ben Simmons to facilitate. Like, I legitimately don't know. I was, like, on board with, like, how it could work and stuff like that, like, prior to it actually seeing it. And now that it's been happening, I'm like, nah. Like, literally, if you could get two guys who can play playoff minutes and shoot and defend, like, you don't need Ben Simmons. I feel so bad for a guy like Ben Simmons. I really yeah, do. Yeah, Like, I feel I terrible for, for a guy like Ben Simmons. I think it would be good for him to go to a, like, rebuilding place and just be like, yo, dude, here's the ball. Average a double-double, triple-double. Like, get your – do your thing. Like, Yeah, but, dude, that – you know – He can't play with Katie and Kyrie right now. Like, what do you – you're just worse anytime the ball is in his hands. And when it's not in his hands, he's standing in the corner and no one's guarding him. And he's best at driving to the hoop. And he doesn't drive to the hoop could really because he can't shoot free throws. And he's afraid of getting fouled. Like, I don't know what he does for you to help you. Like, you have a team that could, as wild as it is, like, has an outside shot at a championship if KD comes back healthy. Like, just trade Ben Simmons and get anyone who can, like, play next to KD and Kyrie. Like, I'm not joking that I would call up the Spurs and be like, Josh Richardson and Doug McDermott. Like, they play real minutes for the Nets. They'd be good guys to have on the court there, like. I don't think you're getting Keldon Johnson. Maybe Jakob Pertl is like a backup big. I don't know. Like, I, I, that would be my move. And, like, they probably get torched and be like, what a bad trade. It's like, not really, because Josh Richardson could at least play next to those guys and play defense. Not that he's a necessarily a better player than Ben Simmons, but if you don't need the ball in Ben Simmons' hands, I don't know what he's for you, really. You know, if, if we can't trade Russell Westbrook because his value is garbage, I don't know what the hell Ben Simmons' value is. I don't know who well, in their right think, mind wants Ben Simmons on their NBA basketball team. I'm not even trying to be a fucking re, a dick to this guy. Team. What? A rebuilding team. A team that – he's just younger. A rebuilding team that tries to, like, recoup the value a little bit. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I don't – I think it would have to be a Spurs. They'd be the only team right now that it would work for. The only other teams would be, like, if the Bulls decide to blow it up, if the – I don't even know who else would decide to blow it up right now, but yeah. Yeah, uh, I, dude, Ben Simmons is gonna be out of the league. I'm thinking here, what pretty soon. I mean, I mean, that's only if he gets like too embarrassed by it. Like his worst case scenario, like Matisse Thybul has a job. Like his worst case scenario is like fine, play 15 minutes of defense. But I don't know if you want to do that. <laughs> oh man! All right, dude, I'll let you go. I'll catch up All with right, you. Next time. See ya. Have a good weekend and shit. Good Catch up. To you. Have All right, a good yep, one. Be good. Yep. Peace. Peace.
Richie Dingbat. Gotta love him. <sighs> Getting cold up here, trying to keep the fire going and shit, trying to stay warm. Cold front ripping through New England or whatever, Arctic blast or whatever. Crazy, man. You got snow and ice in Texas, more snow and ice in Texas than we've seen in New England or at least Connecticut. Um, it's wild. Wild times, weather patterns, uh, everything's kind of out of control and apparently global warming is more of a threat to human America. Uh, humanity than nuclear war according to the president i president i just i just report what i see a lot of the or in here a lot of the time really on here um yeah there's a lot of stuff i did want to touch on that talked about in my solo saw a few things in between here uh aaron foster comments about nfl being rigged but he said scripted which it absolutely is scripted because they do scripted plays but that doesn't mean that it's scripted rig and scripted um to one side of a result uh you know i think that was one of the things when i brought this up on the pod with rich going back when gambling kind of cranked up here in connecticut and now i saw it was like i don't know maybe a month or so back ohio was the 18th state to legalize sports or gambling whatever we're calling it nowadays um and just a few days ago, Massachusetts became the 33rd. So you go from 18 states to 33 states in, I don't know, three months. And you go look at some of the things that are trickling back, ripple effects for these states. I mean, you're talking 50 states to me by by the end of the year. Um and we're, we're seeing it with some of these things that were frowned upon for years and looked upon like <laughs> you're the worst human being in the world. But now all of a sudden, like, I see people <laughs> of all ages, all races, religions, ethnicities up in the, up in the marijuana joints. So, yeah, I mean, it's like, It's kind of it's kind of dumb. It's kind of dumb. And to say we can be doing something in one state but not in the other. Um and I get everyone states got their own laws and regulations. The whole thing's a freaking crock, dude. The whole thing's a crock. It's all it's all whacked out to me. It really is. Um it's weird. You know, I'm talking about with my girlfriend who's going through some shit at her job and and everyone kind of goes through some shit you know with jobs and relationships and friends and all kinds of things and everyone kind of you know figures it out but it's it's uh it's just weird how you know when things are getting more expensive and harder people are getting paid less or people are uh, you know, being told, you know, this, it's just, it really is freaking crazy to me to see, um, just where things are at, where things may be going and just, you know, trying to live in the moment or fucking appreciate what you have and all that stuff is fine and good, but it's just weird and scary, um, I think about 
some of my friends when I think about and that's friends is another weird term for me because you know I've I have people that I consider my friends um, that I might never see again that I don't talk to anymore um, it's not like they're dead but they're virtually um, dead to me and it kind of sounds messed up to say um, but that's just that's just part of life I guess you know Friends come and go, people come and go, both physically and literally. Um, and it's just a fine line of, uh, you know, just being able to appreciate the people you love and care about um, while you can and doing the things that make you happy in a time where everyone's going to try and put out your parade and your fire and shit on your parade or this is the right term I'm trying to get to there um you know and there's just so much to be said so much happening sports wise non-sports wise like I said I listen to sports radio and half the time they're not talking about sports so maybe that's why I've dwelled into like doing a sports podcast and barely being able to talk about sports but maybe it's just because all the things going on and happening around me happening around us that no one seems to want to talk about, um, you know, unless you want to watch some of these plotted new channels that's only covering certain things. Um, it's kind of a joke. And then you can then you say, well, we can go to Twitter to get our information and news. And Elon Musk would love you for to do that. But it's like, who the fuck is doing that? Like, all this stuff that I see on the social media, the Twitter in particular, the gram, it's like, it's crazy to me. People are just like, yep, I'll take naked pictures of myself uh, for money. Um, you know, I'll do, I'll do this and that and post this and that and brand out like a certain type of way uh, because I have however many followers or views. Um, I don't know. I don't think that would change me one second, you know, like if I instantly had a bunch of people checking out my podcast, it's not like I'd be fucking wearing different clothes or, or changing how I'm doing my podcast or my thing. Um, and I get it. Opinions change when things change, not only sports wise, but all, all aspects of life. And, you know, you can't be stuck on one thread or one opinion or, or one view. And if you do that, you're, probably not going to be in a good spot um, with how much things are revolving and changing around us. Uh, you know, sports-wise, I was talking about this when it's tough, you know, being able to relate to people on TV, sports, athletes, um, people famously talking sports on a higher-end platform uh, than me. It's Anybody can do it, man. You know, nobody's... I listen to these people that are famous talking sports or famous on the TV, and it's like they'll do a three-hour freaking show, and each time they open up each hour, the same thing they say for 15 minutes. Like, what the hell is that? That's People are watching that shit through and through. I'm a prisoner of it. But I've gotten to the point where I'm like, dude, I ain't listening to repeat. I ain't listening to music that I know the lyrics to uh, times a thousand and just to have something to listen to. I'd rather listen to something different. 
somebody talking about something, um, sports related, non sports related. Um, you know, it breaks me down to a point where <sighs> talk about this too many times here on the podcast. Talked about this last night with my girlfriend. You know, I'm just I'm a fucked up dude. I, I really am. I <laughs> I saw something I can't unsee. Um, I've been through some trauma and tri- tribulations family wise that I don't wish upon anybody. And then going forward from all that, um, it's really just a smack in the face reality wise when you know you can't do anything or change anything, but all you can do is not dwell about it and go on or go forward. And it's like the more time goes by, the more it's kind of prolonging the fact of the second that that unfortunate day happened to me i'm like dude this is gonna fuck up my life forever like i'm this is gonna mess me up for my entire life um and impact me my entire life and that's a tough reality um you know i can use an analogy like that for a guy named marcus stokes who had a scholarship to go to florida qb of florida and ideal all kinds of Garbage got rescinded because he was singing uh, some rap lyrics on his social media account, I believe. Um, Video of him surfaced of him saying the N-word during the lyrics. Obviously, during Black History Month, I always like to come in and shout out, uh, you know, all the African-Americans, sports-related, non-sports-related, that have kind of pioneered uh, the way for equality and, um, you know, I... This kid, he was 19, 20 years old, maybe not even. Freshman in college, I don't know, I lose track of time. And so he got a uh, another scholarship offer to an HBCU, um, funny enough. Um, and apparently they hadn't seen the video or something, and then they rescinded their scholarship offer. Um, so as of right now, it's looking like Marcus Stokes, four-star, five-star quarterback, um you know, isn't going to be able to get to go to college, never mind play a sport. And, you know, that is, that is like life altering, um, at least in today's day and age where everybody says you got to go to college, but you know, it's interesting. Not everyone goes to college. Um, my girlfriend didn't go to college and we were chatting about it last night. And it's just funny to me. Cause like, it's just set up very weird where, you know what? That's why I always appreciate being a little kid and I'll probably always just be a little kid at heart. I try to still think I'm a little kid at heart and it's probably why I won't live very long after 50. Um, Which is, (laughs) these kids don't have have a clue. They don't have a care in the world. They're just enjoying every second of their day, minus if they're not feeling well or getting hurt. Um, And it's just... I was talking with my neighbor about this. She called yesterday. Can't believe it'll be two years now. I haven't seen her three years in September since my neighbor Dave passed away. Um, supporters of me, people that push me through this tragedy to kind of have a podcast, to kind of keep going in life, to kind of not give up. Um, and there's so many people to shout out along the way um, in doing that. But... I have great memories and not everybody does. And that's a damn shame. That's a damn shame. And I think at the end of the day, 
as hurt as I am and as sad as I am, um, those memories, great memories through and through down to my childhood and, and up and a lot of them are good. Not, not every single one. Um, I'm not a perfect human being, but I have very fond memories going back a few years, going back 10 years, going back 20 years. Um, Sports related, non-sports related, growing up, playing sports. Probably couldn't play a lick of sports now if I tried. Um, grinding to have a career in the golf business. Um, play golf at a competitive level. Um, just things that you only got one shot at, right? You go get out of school and you go to... You either pick a school to go to to pick a career. And if you pick a career to go to, you get out of school and hopefully get your first job and then kind of go from there. And all you have to look forward to is work. And uh, that ain't it. That is definitely not it. And it's tough because, you know, for someone like me, my girlfriend, you know, wanted to have her own place or start up or do this or do that. I mean, it's. It's all about who you know and how much you have. And it's tough because you're just saving to try and... It's like I told my girlfriend. You know, if I save up money for three to five years just to move somewhere else, how much am I going to be able to do in those three to five years? You know, I, you know, and it's, it's just all relative. Everything's relative. Talking sports, talking life, talking not talking. Um, you know, everyone's so many people out there, so many things happening out there, so much to keep up with and so much to think about, care about, um, and not, you know, people, it's at the end of the day, I think I end up caring too much, thinking too much, all kinds of bad habits, um, that come from, you know, a guy like me, addictive personality, addictive personality, always kind of been that way. Um, you know, and that's kind of got me into trouble in plenty of areas. Um, but I also heard this, which, I'm going to end the pod on this because I got to get going. Um, which was basically a line, a quote. Some of my best or some of my happiest clients are the ones that have no regrets. And last night, you know, I'm, girlfriend's having a bad day. Didn't have the greatest day at work, whatever. It's just a job. Um, <laughs> try and tell her that all the time. Uh, but it's hard, man. It's hard when, you know, you're trying to make as much money as you can. You're overworked. You're grinding. You're not making as much as you want. You're not fulfilled enough. You're not happy enough. Um, those are challenges, man. But you can never, you can never have regrets. Because if you're living with a bunch of regrets, then you're just not going to be happy. And 
I've done a lot of wild personal things that I don't regret a second of. Um, and I'll continue to kind of be like that as a stubborn kind of, this is what I want to do and I'm going to do it. Um, you know, and it's tough. It's this fine line of, you know, I appreciate all these things that I have and people that I can see and spend time with and things that I can do or places I can go or whatever it may be. Um, but then there's the other harsh reality of being just so hurt and, and sad that people are gone and that I'll never be able to see or talk to them again and them not being able to talk to me and just the whole aspect of moving on through that process is different for everybody. And uh, it's been a challenge for me. It's really taken a toll on me. Um, you know, particularly just mentally at this point. And it's affected the podcast. It's affected me as a person. It's affected some of my relationships. It's affected my jobs. It's affected my entire life to down to a T. My dog. My, I mean, it's, it's through and through all the way through. And it's just harsh realities that people um, don't want to have to admit, you know? You don't want to have to admit that you have a problem, uh, you know, drinking. You don't have to admit you have a problem gambling. You don't have to admit you have a problem mentally. You don't want, people don't want to go around fucking telling people they're fucked up. <laughs> like, that's not what you want to do. So what do we do, right? And it's the classic, like, what I get fired up when people come up and they'll be like, oh, how you doing today? Like, that's the classic, like, what do you, oh, I'm doing good. Like, if somebody comes up to me and asks me how I'm doing today, is it weird if I respond to them? Well, I'm actually doing like shit. Like, I'm sure they'd be kind of shell-shocked by that. But at least I'm not lying. <laughs> you know? And it's just, it's just crazy. It is just fucking crazy. The opportunities and the amount of people out there that can just just hard just freaking hard it really is and uh you know sports they're a great distraction they really are talking sports watching games seeing how things shake out for teams across the leagues your favorite teams your friends favorite teams your least favorite teams i mean that's all why we watch it right it's all why we Find enjoyment in it if you're a sports fan, right? And, you know, the more and more I go on and go forward, I look around and I'm like, bro, there are like thousands and thousands of people who listen to sports radio. There are thousands and thousands of people who uh, are podcasting or talking um, about sports or non-sports related things. Everyone's flipping on their story and you know, trying to go viral with the next funny video or the next 
I'm this video or whatever, dude. And it's like, you know, for me, <laughs> all that stuff scares me. Uh, being a, able to just come in here and have a podcast that I started up and wanted to come in, talk some things in the sports world, see some things going on around me, happening around me, um, kind of talk about where I'm at and where I'm going and what I've been through to hopefully help somebody or to hopefully give someone advice or help them get through a tough, sad situation that everyone tends to find themselves in at some point. Um, Maybe it's the lonely factor. Maybe it's the growing old factor. Maybe it's the less people around factor for me. You know, it's... At the end of the day, man, it's just always kind of going to be what it is. Um, as long as you're still here, at least in my sense. And it's just a tough tough way to be tough way to go and I try and come in here and be positive or optimistic or not talk any negative or this or that um and just be happy but to me that's not real that's that's some type of fantasy land um that I was living in when I was 10 years old or when I was a little kid you know and you grow up and you realize it's never gonna be that again um, it's only going to be this going forward. It's only going to be more and more turmoil in our society, more and more hate, more and more people getting attacked, dying, cancer, illness, COVID. I mean, it's the whole nine yards. And it's a scary thing. It's one of the scariest things that I've ever dealt with. Um, the idea of dying, the idea of getting cancer, the idea of getting sick. Um, I watched my mom go through that before she passed away. Um, and what that did to not only her, but our family. Um, how much money it costs to save your life when you have cancer. Um, it's sick. It's very sick. You know, which is why it's very fucked up. I say very fucked up things, but I try to explain this to my girlfriend. It's like she looks at me like I have five heads, but it's like I'm literally I'm literally going to die of cancer before I get treated for it. Um, Because the way I see it is you're going to have more money than if we don't. And it's just very strange when you. Take into account all these things that are so expensive, but you can go buy $1,000 sporting event game or $50,000 cars or fucking whatever. Houses, $350,000. And so I was telling my girlfriend, when you go and you make these decisions like this, you know, you got one shot. You got one shot to make these decisions. Um... Hopefully you don't miss your opportunity. See y'all next time on the Seggy Station. Appreciate my guy Rich coming through, chatting me a little bit today. Appreciate all you checking out the station.
That's all I have for the airwaves today. Appreciate all the listening, as always. And as always, still have no shame what I had to say. Just man with a nickname. Till next time, everybody. Peace and love. Stay safe out there.